Y'all ready? Can y'all hear me? You good on the levels? My levels up? Yep. My levels up. Turn me up. Turn the music down. Encore. 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 Guru, let's go get him. Hey, hey, fantasy, session. we talking touchdowns, receptions, interceptions, they got a band to kicker, we need that correction, talk them out, we flexing, how many of y'all you collect, we trying to get that winning record, fantasy, yeah, what up, though, what it is, hopefully it's what it should be, welcome to another episode of Fantasy In Session, the podcast, today is July the 31st, and the boys are back in town, we back. This, make sure you subscribe to us on Apple Music and uh, YouTube. Apple, Apple Music? We, we yeah, making tracks like, now, baby. Drop the, drop the album. Bars. Yeah. Bars. But for now, make sure you go get us on Apple Podcasts. Uh, make sure you subscribe. Give us some likes. Give us some uh, reviews. Tell a friend to tell a friend. We on YouTube. Uh, for the latest rankings, we are on FNNSession.com. For the latest rankings and articles, and uh, yeah, anything anywhere else we at? Did I miss one? Um, you you said YouTube, say YouTube, uh, yeah, Twitter, podcast, everything, everything, any social media, we we're we're there. Blocker, blocker, blocker. Um, but and uh, let's get serious for a moment. We still want to take another eight seconds. You know, so just to do our part and give a moment of silence for our fallen brothers and sisters due to police brutality. Brianna Taylor, we haven't forgot about you. Uh, the murderers for Brianna Taylor are still out at large. They should be uh, in jail. So we want to take an eight seconds out and uh, just to remember them. Yep. And with that being said, um, we dropped the 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 tournament, the session takeover. Yes, sir. You know the love has been monumental, man. Everybody is down, man. The support that we're getting, mm-hmm. it's, it's, it's awesome, man. I can't wait to start this shit up, man. So, just you, got up. you already get the free rookie guy and a free consistency guy for that. Yeah, sure, I want to thank everybody for coming out, you know, for showing love. And uh, I think we got, at this moment, like, what? I think it's like 46. Four. Got two spots left. By the time you hear this episode, it's probably going to be filled, so. Correct. You know? It's going to be a wrap, you know what I'm saying? And we're going to be on to draft week. So we want to thank everybody again for all the love and support that y'all showed by uh, signing up for the tournament. And, yeah, man, we uh, hope to do this every year. Not hope to do. We're going to do this every year, man. First of many. And this year it's going to be real competitive. There's a lot of good things. For every league that we in, though, I feel like it's competitive. Every you know league that I'm in. Maybe not like, we We bring in the competition. Like, we, it's some big-name people in this shit. But like, it still be competitive. They yeah, this shit. You know what I mean? Like, you, you gotta you talking to eleven time champion this shit, bro. Like, <laughs> 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 but also, we want to give a shout out to the charity that we chose, the National Black Child Development Institution. If you haven't found out about them, uh, make sure you go Google them and see what they're about, man, and see if you can give back in any way you can. Sure. Yes, sir. But without further ado, let's get into what we are here for. It's finally football is official. Football yes, is here. Football has arrived. Week one of training camp is upon us. And we actually have football news. It's not news that you can't lose. 
what you say? How you news say that you can't use. News that you can't lose. Can't lose. You can't lose this news. News on the loose. Uh, Antonio Brown has um, accepted an eight-week suspension. How y'all feel about that? He's come out of retirement for the fifth time, which is awesome. And uh, yeah, this is great because now we have clarity on how long he was going to be suspended for. I feel like that was the main reason why he hasn't been signed yet because all mental health problems aside, bro, this dude is still AB and he can still fucking ball. So I'm pretty sure he'll get signed here soon. Yeah, that's what I want to mention. Yeah, so, yeah. What it do, baby? <laughs> what, what is going on? <laughs> <laughs> nah, but um, where do you think he? Where do you think he would go if he does come back and get signed? If football is still going on in Week Eight, a lot of places can use him. Green Bay can use him. Seattle can use him. The two, the two teams I say he said a lot of Seattle. places. He said he said a lot of places. Then he said two teams. I mean, Boston. I think, uh, any team could use them, but the two teams I think have the more most realistic shot at signing them is uh, Seattle and Baltimore. Because, you know, he was working out with uh, Russell Wilson and he was working out with uh, Lamar Jackson. So I think those are the two teams that he might – he'll probably – one of those two teams he'll end up on. With COVID and all the injuries, you know, that just naturally come with football, I feel like he could very well be, like, in high demand come week eight because you never know what the se- what this season could look like. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. Signed uh, in order for him the weeks to start coming off. So if he's not on a football team come week one, the um, his suspension did not start until he's on the team. But oh, I, it is, I so he needs, yeah, okay, he needs to be signed now. Oh well, that uh, that kind of murks things up a little bit right there. But it uh, does, man. But I still think he gets signed like sooner rather than later. Because like yeah. I said, he's still a beast, man. Like I don't think he's lost anything. We're going to see. Will Fuller is 100% following groin surgery. How do y'all feel about Will Fuller being a wide receiver one in, te- in Texas? I mean, 100% f- for now. <laughs> <laughs> wait till you wait, wait till he put them pads on, bro. <laughs> he just, he just I mean, does not put pads on until he absolutely has to. Yeah, he. I mean, he, he's one of those guys, like, if he does play all 16 games, I think he'll completely crush his ADP. He's going to, like, around, like, the wide receiver 30s or something like that. Mm-hmm. But, you know, that's been a lingering issue with him for his whole career. Like, he has one good ball game, then he gets hurt the next game. So, it's true. but, uh, you know, you know how to invest no high pick in him, so I'm, I'm glad to hear that. Giants tight end Evan Ingram coming off of a Liz Frank injury, uh, avoiding any pup list and uh, NFL list at the beginning of the training camp. How do y'all feel about him? It's also great news. Are you still – where are you drafting Evan Ingram at? Um, I got to look at his ADP, but if he's going like in that middle tier of tight ends, man, I don't, I don't, I think, uh, think OJ somewhere around Zach Ertz. Would you take I him? Think I, Zach Ertz? Nah, I'm not taking him. I, nah, that's too early for it. Cause he never played a full season. He's, he's another one of those injury risk players who, if he can put it together, that's, that's great. But I'm not going to invest a high draft pick, you know, until he does put it together. Him or, or Zach Ertz, who would you draft if you had to Zach, draft? I know Zach Ertz. Okay. Yeah, you think that Dallas got it? Zach Ertz. Okay. Yes, sir. How about you, Javar? Yeah, yeah, Ertz. He's been doing it for years. And then I'm only getting Ingram if it's value. Uh, he is a completely – he's a complete monster when he's on the field. Though. I remember we was talking with Bob Long. Like, he was 
he was he put up a uh what what was he calling it a um a clutch a clutch week pretty much every week he was on the field like he is consistent when he is on the field it's just getting him to stay on the field is his problem <laughs> hey and you have to be on the field to be consistent exactly <laughs> a veteran running back LaShawn Shady McCoy is signed a one year deal to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and made it oh, no. Oh, yeah, that how sucks, man. It's just gonna, it's how gonna. Do it's how do y'all feel about? Um, I got one way how I feel about this. I'm here to tell you right now, we don't care. <laughs> 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 I didn't care then. I don't care now. But I mean, I, I kind of care, care, man. This I mean, I care. It's I care like these veteran. I care for the fact that I feel like it's just gonna knock Ron, Ronald Jones down. I was gonna like try to get him as a back end RB three somewhere. You know what I'm saying? But now I just I don't want no part of that back there at all. Like if you remember when Bruce Arians was with Arizona and uh, they brought in Chris Johnson when he was already over the hill and washed up, he still gave him a lot of touches. So I wouldn't be surprised, even though Shady is washed up, that he you know he 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 gets a decent amount of workload to where he does like hamper freaking Ronald Jones and Keyshawn Bond. Yeah, that backfield is ugly right now. I'm staying clear away. For now, though, like, I mean, he was going late enough to where I, I mean, I still probably take a shot on Ronald Jones, but this definitely does, like, hamper his value a little bit. Nah. Lions plays Kenny Galloway, I mean, Kenny Galladay and TJ Hawkinson on the COVID list. I imagine serious like this, either they've been around somebody that's been caught yeah. by the coronavirus, but they got it. They're not just, you know, they have think. I think that's what happened with them because they haven't nobody's came out and said that they tested like positive or some shit. So and it's still early too. Like the season's not even like it's still like right, get it out the way. Get it out the way now before you have to uh the not, not saying I want them to get COVID, but if you don't get it, might as well know. get it before the season starts. We know. We know. Uh the big news um out of Kansas City that had the dun, dun, dun. Twitter, that set Twitter to a fire. Dun, dun, dun. Oh my God! <laughs> I can't. I can't. <laughs> announce it. Damian Williams has opted out of a 2020 mm. season, leading the door wide open for Clyde Edwards-Hilaire, who Carlos has ranked as his number eight running back. Right? Oh, uh, correction. I got. Him. I'm moving him up a spot. Oh, <laughs> I said, "Fuck it." One more spot. Seven. Hey, Jabbar, where you got him? I'm not, I'm not, I'm not, I'm, I still got him like top 20 now. I moved him up to my top 20, but he's not in my top 10 now. He's not an RB1 for me right now. I got, I got him around like, I think 13. I got him somewhere around. Yeah, like that, even that is cool. So like I don't see why, I don't see why, why not y'all don't have him as an RB1. This is, this is crazy. This is the, the starting running back. Remember we talked Damian Williams up so much last year because of how valuable the Kansas City running back is? And now we had Clyde Edwards-Hilaire. With no Damian Williams behind him now, we have Kyle Rosalera with the whole backfield to himself. So <laughs> y'all got him outside the top ten. So I have a question: Why do you think Damian Williams was bad last year? Was you, do you think it was because Damian Williams was bad, know. or do you think it was l- lack of opportunity? It, it was, yeah, they didn't trust him to take the full workload. So you think they're gonna trust a rookie fresh out the gate to, tr- to take? The I full think they'll trust a first round rookie out of the gate, yeah, to take the full workload. Damian Williams was undrafted, right? So he doesn't have the draft capital as as Clyde. But they paid later. him. They paid him. They paid him. Yeah, they paid him, but not a hefty amount to where they were forced to play 
So they, did, Damn, they paid know. him when they didn't have to pay him is what I'm Yeah, saying. they didn't. They didn't, but they still didn't trust him. They brought in Shady McCoy to take snaps away from him. Like, they just – they didn't want to like him for some reason. Now he's – they don't have to like him because he's not here this year. So, so Jabal, we had this conversation last night playing Warzone. Was it last night? Or whatever yep. that it was. So, how many touches do you think that Clyde Edwards-Hilaire will get? If you're going to have him ranked in your top ten, how many touches do you think he'll get? You're getting, you're getting at least 200, 200, 250, and that – damn, that's good enough. That's, so, yards, that's good enough to at least have him, like, top. 15 learning with well exactly. so how many do you think he's getting lost that's what i'm saying uh, let me look at my projections i actually updated them okay i got them down for i think it was like 280 opportunities mm-hmm. i got I, I got them down for 240 yeah uh, carried one <laughs> Three, I got him down for 320 opportunity. I got him down for 240 carries and 81 targets. Okay. I think you're ranking him at a now you're ranking him at a ceiling for sure. That's and a, he came he came in as number uh, as the number seven targets? running back. 81 yeah. targets, bro. I mean, I, I ain't mad at it, but I'm just saying once we get closer to camp and I hear it out the head coach mouth, he's our workhorse, then of course I'll move him up for some spots. But right now. I just got him in a safe, uh, somewhere between 13 to 15 spot. Once I hear some more going to camp, we're ready to roll, baby. Who are the two are the top wide uh, catching um, running backs in the NFL? I'm sure. You got CMC, you got Saquon Barkley, you got Austin Eckler, you got Alvin Kamara. Um, That's four. So are you taking Gross. any of them before – are you taking CEH before any of them? Yes. I'm, no, 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 no. I'm not. I'm not. I'm taking all of those guys we just named before CEH. All right. As it stands now, Clyde Rizalera is probably like a, a back-end first-round pick. I wouldn't be surprised if that moved up to like a, you know, a middle, middle first-round pick. Joe Mixon or CEH? Right now I have – right now I have Joe Mixon's one spot ahead of him. But I, I wouldn't be surprised. I wouldn't argue with anybody who wants to take Clyde Rosalero on. So Joe Mixon does have question marks about the passing game usage. I don't think we're going to have those questions about Clyde Rosalero in the passing game. So CEH is your number what right now? Seven. Seven running backs. All right. Um, and my thing is, and, my th- and just my last point, if, if Kareem Hunt could do this as a fourth-round rookie, they trust him with all these touches. Why wouldn't they trust a guy who Patrick Mahomes personally picked? He wanted him. Why wouldn't they trust him with all his touches? Now that Damian Williams ain't there no more. These are some good facts. Say that one more time. Say that one more time. What you just said? I said if they trusted Kareem Hunt, a fourth-round rookie, to handle the full workload, why mm-hmm. wouldn't they trust Clyde Edwards-Hilaire, who was handpicked by Patrick Mahomes to take the full workload? I just think the offense has changed since then. But the, the running back is still used in the passing game in their offense, right? Yeah, not as much last year. So how much how much targets did they as a as a collection as a group how many targets did they have to the running back? I don't know, not off the top of my head, bro. You tell me. Okay. Well, we could we could look into it and we'll we'll get back to it. But all right, for sure, we still on the news, bro. All right, come on, let's go through this. That was it, right? I think that's it. That's it for the news. I got I got a couple more things I saw I wanted to mention. Rookie running back, me and uh, Javar was in love with him this offseason. Brian Edwards, uh, he broke his foot, so he didn't uh, compete in the combine. So that's why he probably wasn't drafted as high as he should have been. But he's ready to go. Uh, he plays for the Oakland Raiders. 
Uh, if he's on your waiver wire, he's probably not, but if you play any like competitive leagues. But if he is, I will take a little stab at him. Let's go. I'm really taking stabs on all the uh, rookies on the Raiders because somebody on their team is going to Somebody's going to get the ball. The number one or two guys. Ralph yeah, is going to get the ball between Ruggs and, and Edwards. So, hey. They got uh, Tyrell Williams there too and uh, Renfro. Yeah. I think Renfro, I think he's going to be good. I like Renfro. Yeah. I don't think none of them like going in on his slap position because he was dominating the slap. So I think they're going to leave him alone. I think he's pretty safe. That's a nice little stab in the back end. I'm kind of looking for him later in rounds. Renfro. Dalvin Cook reported mm-hmm. to training camp for all the worried fans. Um, let's go through this. I saw one more I want to mention. Uh, Darius Geis is healthy, quote unquote. <laughs> how y'all feel about that? Not, not, not how y'all feel about that. I don't care how y'all feel about that. We got out of the news. We got an important guest. We got an important guest on today. We don't. Care <laughs> You're the about one that said team. it. He's <laughs> gonna ask the question and then try to cut him off when he's trying to answer it, bro. Goddamn <laughs> <laughs> host, team, bro. I forgot about our important guest. I, I, I thought we, it was just us, bro. I forgot we got an important guest. We can no longer keep him waiting. Okay. Okay. Now, Go ahead. So, like I said, we got an uh, important guest on, my boy Lake Quan from the Real Deal Fantasy. How you doing, bro? Good, bro. Let's get it. You Welcome I mean? to the show, bro. We tried to do yeah, it one time; it went wrong, but we had to get him back on. It's probably the only the episode that would ever happened that didn't come out. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so we had, so before we get to the uh, why we're here today, we had a little debate before you came on, um, Laquan, and. Yeah. Our rankings of CEH is a little different now. So I got them at number seven, and y'all got them at what? Number – I think Javar has them at 13, and Gabe has them at, like, number 27 or some shit. I think no, he got them at, like, number 18. So where do you have them ranked at now that Demi Williams is opting out? I got them at 12. 12? Okay, so Yeah. So split the difference. So it's, it's definitely not out of the range of possibilities for him to finish as an RB1 now. Now that he has the full workload, that's pretty much what my argument was. Exactly. It's a. Now, do you have him ranked? I think I just I said, and I said that's ranking him at his ceiling. If he now, that was gonna be my next question. Do you think that's his ceiling, or do you think he could finish higher than twelve? Nah, uh, I'm not, I'm not gonna sit here and try to put him, you know, above a you know already proven productive Joe Mixon. I can't put him Alvin Kamara. I can't put him past Zeke. I can't even even think that far up yet. You know what I mean? We haven't seen anything. Mm-hmm. True, true, but that, but then again, he named you named four players, and like you know, what I mean, now, I wouldn't put him over those players either. But I just think his yeah. ceiling is if Kareem Hunt can finish as the number three running back his rookie year in that offense, I think Clyde mm-hmm. Edwards-Helaire is at least just as good as Kareem Hunt. So I definitely think top five is a possibility for him. I'm not gonna, I'm not have him ranked there, but it's a possibility for me. Like I'm just worried about this season in general. It's it's going to be very weird. Yeah, that's another facts. Probably no, bro. Probably no. We might be talking about DeAndre Washington being a freaking top five running back. (laughs) (laughs) Kyle Harris Alaire gets it. That's so gross. That's so gross. Oh, Uh, but yeah, man. So, like I said, we want to get into why we're here for the. um, I don't even know if we told the listeners why we're here, but we're gonna go through our. Consensus rankings, uh, our wide receivers this episode. We're going to start with uh, number 11 through 20, uh, working 20 through 20 up, you know what I'm saying, just to go backwards to four or whatever. <laughs> 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 
Backwards or forward, we're gonna do one of them. We're gonna do one of them directions. <laughs> so, 20 to 11. We're going backwards from 20. That's what Gay was saying. 20 to 11. Hey man, you know what's up. Hey man, I also want to thank uh thank you, bro, for um joining the the the, the first ever session takeover tournament for charity. Uh that's a big yeah. deal for us, bro. Uh we're really trying to uh, do something out here and we want to thank you for that, bro. Yeah, no problem. Appreciate bro. you, bro. Uh, Thanks for the support. Definitely happy you guys thought of me to be part of it, and I'm ready. I'm looking forward to it. Yes, sir. So, without further ado, we're gonna get into um, our rankings. And coming in at number twenty, we have Keenan Allen. Last year, he had 154 targets with 98 receptions, uh, 1147 yards with seven touchdowns. Do you think? That he is too low or too high, man. We so disrespectful right now, man. But it's y'all just, lie, y'all lie. And I was thinking that, bro. So hard. where do we have him ranked at? Just so people know where everybody has him. All right, so everybody has him ranked way differently. Um, yeah, I got him at fourteenth. Uh, where Javar got him at eighteenth. Got him at 18. Gabe got him at 20. 25. Now that is super duper disrespectful. You have to you have to explain Ooh. yourself while you gave him that, that ranking. Talk about that, Gabe. Look at him looking confused. <laughs> He's like, is that really me? Is that really me? This is a guy who who, like you said, he fit he had uh what 140. I got 147 targets for him, 104 mm-hmm. receptions, eleven ninety-nine yards. Um, he had a twenty-five point nine percent target share. He finished number eight last year, and the two years before that, he finished 12 and three. So I think I've, the only reason I have him as not a top 12 uh, wide receiver right now is because we have a change of quarterback. I don't know how much Tyrod is going to look to him. So that I'm just I'm just putting him as his floor, I think. I don't think he, he's going to finish. You know, I don't think it's no way he's going to finish at 25, but I think 14 is a nice, uh, safe spot to have him right now. Um, but I wouldn't be surprised if he finished as a top 12 receiver again. He definitely could be uh, Tyrod Taylor or Herbert's favorite target with his smooth route running, bro. So he's a beast. I just think it's a. I just I, it's not so much about him. It's so much about it's a lot of good wide receivers this year. You know what I mean? I feel like it it's is. a influx of, of great wide receivers this year, and I feel like it's twenty four that's better than him. Uh, and I feel like his quarterback situation is unknown, and with the with the lack of training camp that they're going to have with all the COVID, we don't know how that's going to look. We don't know how they're going to come out. I just feel like I mean I ranked him at his floor. I'm not saying that he can't go higher. This is it's just it's a, it's way too early rankings actually. But you know that's why I got him at right now. I do think it's 24 wide receivers that's better than him. I mean, yeah. that mean but I'm just only reason I got him at 18 is because I'm kind of worried about the quarterback class. Everybody and I still feel like I somewhat disrespect to him. I, I feel like he's somewhere in that 12 to 13 range. But it's just a couple of wide receivers I had to put. For him, just because of, I feel like their team's going to be behind a lot more. They're going to throw a lot more, so it's just I'm worried about a lot of things. It's a new offense I don't know about, so it's kind of that's the only reason I got Keenan Allen back this far. It's just a new offense, a whole new thing going on. In the DJ Shark or Keenan Allen? I'm probably going to ask me. I'm going. I'm going. I'm going Keenan Allen. it's disrespectful to have him. He's just too consistent. He's just too consistent, bro. Like I, he hasn't <laughs> shown you easy. anything to put him all the way down at twenty five. Like that's, that's crazy, crazy, bro. <laughs> and yeah. I and I guarantee all three of y'all, or all two of y'all, that Gabe will have that ranking fixed 
within the next week. Just watch. Just wait. I'm going to tag y'all. And I'm going to post that shit on Twitter when he does it, too. You know it's coming. But look, I, I could feel comfortable putting him at 18, too. You know what I mean? I, I could piggyback off of that. It's a new offense. I think Tyrod's going to force him the ball. You know, it may be, you know, Duds. You know what I mean? He'll probably have to make plays. But I think he's still the number one target. There's no other question. I think Mike Williams is going to have a big year. I, I think he could. But I look at the first three to four games will basically be preseason games because they're not going to have scrimmages. They're not going to have that much that's, that's camp speed. So, like, the first four weeks is going to be basically the preseason, but games that actually count. So I think there's going to be a lot of frustration with Tyrod. I mean, we've seen it happen before with him getting replaced, him losing his job. I mean, it's cool. Like, people are saying he's going to run the ball. He's going to, you know, try to make plays out of the pocket. But, like, that's not going to win games. You know what I mean? That, they want to win older games. now. He's, he's exactly. older now. He's not going to – he's not the same mobile quarterback, I don't think. Okay, yeah. last one. Stephon Diggs or Keenan Allen? I'm, I'm Diggs. Diggs. Both in the kind of same situation. You know, uh, new quarterbacks, new schemes almost. But. I'm high on Diggs, so I got to be opted out. I'm going to go Keenan Allen. Ooh, my boy. The Diggs. I, just, I just don't see them – I think they're going to pass more in, in uh, with the Chargers. I think they're going to be more of a passing team than the Bills, and that's really the only reason I would take them over – because skill level, I feel like they're right by each other in terms of skill, route running. Yeah. You know, so. Speaking of. How about you? Well, how about you? I'll probably take, well, I got. Well, yeah. <laughs> You'll take everybody over Keenan Allen <laughs> at this point. I don't even know why I actually have such a. That, man. <laughs> I did that for the for, uh, podcast controversy. Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, speaking of Stephon Diggs, he is our consensus number 19 wide receiver. Uh, like I mentioned, he's in a new situation with Buffalo, but we don't know how that's going to look. But I think he stepped in as the wide receiver number one, and we've seen what uh, the great white hope John uh, Josh Allen did last year with John Brown, and I think we all think that Stephon Diggs is better than John Brown. So I think – I mean, and he he's going to come into a situation where he has a quarterback that likes to throw the ball hard and long, Pauls, and he has – Somebody that he likes to run long, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> so like, I feel like that's a match made in heaven, you know what I'm saying? It don't, it don't like sometimes I feel like people try to like analyze fantasy like a little bit too much, you know what I mean? Almost. Yeah. Like one plus one is always going to equal two. Yeah. But listen, let me piggyback off of that. I agree with what you're saying, but I honestly I don't want to jump too far ahead. I will swap him at 17 and Terry at 19. That's just me. Put him at 17. Yeah. That, I mean, yeah. 17, Terry at 19. I just think that they that, that Washington's defense might be a little more, you know, worse than – well, not a little more. They're going to be worse than Buffalo's defense. I just think that's going to force them to pass more. Yeah. They're going to be playing catch-up more. So. Hold on. We're going to get into – But, yeah, we'll get into that. We'll don't get go into too that. far. Don't go too far. Yeah, that's why yeah. I said I would just watch it. That's <laughs> my big issue for that. But yeah, man. So yeah, he do put up. He he wanted, you know, he wanted to get out of there because he wasn't being fed enough, and you know, it still remains to be seen as if he's going to be fed more in Buffalo because they are run first team and they do have two other okay receivers. I ain't saying they're Stephon Diggs level, but they are going to command some value. Um, but I do think that was a good match. Uh, if they do air it out more, I think Stephon Diggs will flourish. I think he's, uh, you know, he's. Uh, better than John Brown, and John Brown finished as a wide receiver twenty last year. So, I don't, I wouldn't be surprised if Stephon Diggs just, you know, took all his targets and and finished, you know, better than him because last year he put up over eleven hundred yards with only ninety one targets. 
Just get this dude 110 targets, 115 targets, bro, and it's a wrap. He's super efficient. He runs great routes. He had a super high A dot at 15.6 last year, so you know that he's great downfield. Um, he's second in the league in yards per route run. Like he he does everything, bro. So if he is, gets fed like he wants to be fed out there, man, I wouldn't be surprised. He's a wide receiver one. Like I was claiming he was last year. I was wrong, but no, I'm just I won that trade. trade. In retrospect, I won that trade. But anyway, oh, that's not why we're here. Island threw for 461 attempts last year. So it's lots of passes going around. I'm pretty high on Diggs. Y'all have him at 20 and 21. I got him at 13. And I feel like if Diggs see 110 targets, he's going to have about four or five touchdowns over 1,000 yards. And that put him, he started with that uh, wide receiver one rank. So another disrespect to another wide receiver. I would say it's kind of hard to it's kind of hard to evaluate him, man. It's always hard to evaluate somebody, especially a receiver, going to a new team in the off season. Exactly, so, yeah. and, it's, this, it's and, kinda, and, and this is the crazy season. Like I think that was probably one of the best ways I heard analyze it. Like those first four games, like you said, are going to be the preseason, so it's going to look ugly. Yeah. It's gonna it's gonna be bad. And I know I don't know if you guys remember the first couple of weeks of Diggs putting up duds. Duds, so many duds, bro. Oh, I had I, I had like. Him in seven leagues last year, bro. So I definitely remember that shit, bro. I <laughs> traded for him. Kirk Cousins I traded for him. The slot lover, bro. He's going to a, a quarterback that throws the ball over twenty yards. So yeah, he's going there as a number one. Let's let's not overthink it too much. <laughs> like, yeah. mm-hmm. so. so like I said, fantasy don't got to be that hard sometimes. Um, no. But coming in at number eighteen, a dirty bird. You know what I'm saying? I feel like we all kind of ranked him, you know, relatively. Like, we didn't, like, give him a homer run. You know what I'm saying? I didn't rank him as mm-hmm. a Falcon. Like, I, like, we probably, like, but he's going crazy on Twitter. You know what I'm saying? And that is Calvin Ridley. Um, he uh, was – Los has him ranked at 16, Jabbar at 20, me at 17. So, I feel like that's relatively – you know what I mean? Not like, bad. Yeah. So, how do you feel about that, Laquan? I feel, I feel like that's fair. He's probably, like, one of the, you know, more safer wide receiver picks. Because if you look at what else we're talking about, we're talking about Keenan Allen, we're talking about Diggs, Ted McLaurin. It's like they're number ones. You know what I mean? He's a number two to a dominant, you know, I need the targets, Julio Jones. You know what I mean? He's still putting up relevant numbers week to week. So he's a safe pick. So 18, I, I could see him there. I could see him at 16 too. You know what I mean? But it's like wherever you put him between 16 and 18, that's fair for me, honestly. Yeah, and we are we are lower on him according to ADPs. He's going as a thirteenth receiver off the board at four one. Okay. So we're pretty low. Is that's pretty? I think that's his floor um, because he is super talented. Last year, um, and then you know, of course, um, we don't have Hooper no more. So I went through and looked through the games with with and without Hooper. With Hooper, he averaged six point three targets. 54 yards and 10.9 points per game. And without, he had nine targets, 87 yards, and 15.7 points per game. Now, I know Hayden Hurst is there, and he's going to take some of the targets, but we just don't know how much, how many of those targets are going to, you know, be gone because um, – Do you think you know, he's as talented as Hooper? Uh, yes. I do think he's as talented as Hooper. I just I don't know. I just don't know. I think he's more talented because he came – he got drafted higher than Hooper. You know what I'm saying? I mean, but yeah. I just, I just feel like a lot of, a lot of that lead on Matt Ryan too, because mm-hmm. Hooper didn't come in the league dominating. It took him a couple of years, but I just it feel like years, right? Ryan in the offense too, 
So we'll find out what he do in Cleveland. I feel like the Falcons offense just, especially with Julio out there, somebody going to be able to. Yeah, and, and remember, we got we do have the most vacated targets too. I was just about so, to say that. I mean, he really could be this year's guy. Well, I know a lot of people are and, saying that, but it very well could be true this year. And another thing about Hayden Hurst, I'm pretty sure we'll get to this when we get to the wide receiver episode. Hayden, this is uh, I mean the the tight end episode. Uh, we do um, have <laughs> the the offensive coordinator that is uh what's his name Dirk Carter, and we all know Dirk Carter likes to throw the tight ends in the end zone. It's been Those strong facts. Um, so yeah, anything else about Kevin? Really, anybody? Nah. Right. I might need to raise him. I think. I think we need to <laughs> look at it. Yeah. Looking yeah. at it. Because I, I think I like Calvin really over our next uh, pick, number 17, Terry McLaurin. Lowe's has him at 22, Javar at 16, me at 15. Uh, explain yourself, uh, Lowe, since you're having the lowest. Uh, well, I just, I just don't know how he's going to do with uh, Haskins. I know his, his numbers took a dip last year when Haskins um, took over as starter. I am expecting him to take a step forward in Haskins, but I just don't know yet. Um, weeks one through eight. Before Haskins took over, he averaged 12.8. When he took over from nine weeks nine through 16, he averaged 10.4 game um, points per game. So that's like a full two points below his season average. Um, so I, you know, that's that's why I have him so low right now. But I do love Terry McLaurin, and I'm trying to get him in drafts. Listen, I feel like Terry McLaurin could potentially be this year uh, or this a version of DJ Moore. Um, I feel like people don't give Ron Rivera a lot of credit, and I feel like Ron Rivera is going to completely change that offense. I don't feel like last year's numbers is something that we can base. Um, uh, Terry McLaurin's production is going to be off this year. I feel like, uh, like we mentioned in the news, Darius Geis is back, and however you feel about him, I feel like he utilized in a great way. I feel like, like that offense is going to be completely different um, with, with Ron Rivera coming in. Um, I actually like – did we? Did I say he played for the Redskins? I meant to say, you know, saying the Washington um, football team. Washington football team. Um, I, yeah, feel like the I feel like the Washington football team is going to be a pretty good team, and um, not a pretty good team, but I feel like uh, a different offense. And I feel like Dwayne Haskins is going to have a good year this year. I'm on. I'm on. I'm. I'm playing my Dwayne Haskins flag. I know a lot of people was um, shitting on him pretty much all last year. But it could be because, you know what I'm saying, I just feel like they didn't give him a chance. You know what I'm saying? He got thrown in a shitty position. He had Adrian Peterson as his running back. You know, a wide, a rookie wide receiver. I didn't think they just get – I didn't think they put him in the best uh, situation. He was in – he got thrown, thrown into um, – what's the boy that's, that was doing cocaine now? That, uh, Jay Gruden. Jay Gruden. Yeah, Jay Gruden. He was on his last year. So they were just scrambling trying to make anything work. He had a coaching change. Uh, they were taking him in, putting him out. They didn't let him play the whole year. I feel like it was a lot of negatives last year that a lot of people don't acknowledge. You know what I'm saying? That could be for other reasons, but we're not going to get into that on this episode. Um, but I feel like, you know what I'm saying? I just feel like um, I feel like we got to give him a shot, and I feel like he's going to be a good – it's his second year. We acting like he's been in the league. Before. We gave Jameis Winston five. You know what I'm saying? Oh, yeah, yeah. Hey. I, I want I want Haskins to succeed, bro. Like I, he, I've been taking him as a QB three in super flex drafts all off season. So I definitely want him to succeed. I just don't know for sure. You just got to see his there. The question mark. That's all it is. Outside exactly. of Haskins, uh, McLaurin is going to be a target hog. So that's why I got him up there as far as uh, sixteen. And would have been a target hog. He's at least going to catch about seventy percent of those and take some of those to the house. He's a dog. 
You got to leave him up there at 16. I don't care if you throw me at quarterback. He's still going to put some numbers up. I don't know about that one, my boy. Yeah, he, but I will say, like, as a rookie, he was super polished, way more polished than I thought he was going to be. Like, he, he has a high A dot, uh, over two yards, uh, yards per route run. He had a 23% target share. Like, he, he, he put up numbers last year. Right, with who at quarterback? That's what I'm saying. Like, bro, he's going to do it again, bro. Where did he finish last year? Do y'all remember? Mm, give me five. Let's look and see. I uh, I got this year ranking on. Hold on. He finished. I wish our uh, producer can help us out here, but you know, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> He's just chilling. And uh, PPR, he finished twenty-four. That's standard. He twenty finished twenty-four in standard and twenty-nine in PPR. No, this is PPR. I'm looking at. But anyway, well, so my ranking, so my ranking, I'm telling he's gonna he's gonna be better than he was last year. (laughs) So I I think I got him at the right spot. All right. So do you like uh, Terry McLaurin or DJ Sharp? Oh, that's a good one. But I probably take Terry. I I think I would take Terry. Terry, I want to. Mighty mo for me, really. I think I like. I like. I think I like Terry too. Um. So speaking of no, nah, yeah, which one do I have higher before I yeah, I got Terry higher. Uh, I am I didn't mean that one. Um <laughs> speaking, speaking of uh, uh DJ Shark uh coming in at our consensus number 16, we have DJ Shark Lowe's has him at 23, Jabbar 14, me at 16. You can clearly tell Jabbar has him on one of his teams. I believe I traded him, so that is why Jabbar is the highest. So we'll get into why you like him the most Jabbar. He got he got Stefan Diggs the highest too, right? <laughs> Probably so. Probably so. Let me see. Yep. He does. Yep. You got him at 13. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I did the numbers on Stefan Diggs. When he get over, when he get close to hundred targets, he averaged uh ten to place ten to thirteen. So if he getting around hundred targets, I believe he will, he could be no lower than fifteen Stefan Diggs. But with DJ Shark, I just, like I said, I said it before, that offense is gonna be behind. Tremendous. I mean, the whole team is going to be behind the game tremendously. So they're going to be throwing the ball. And when they throw the ball, they're going to be throwing it to DJ Shark, who already have a report with Minshew. Unlike unlike Terry McLaurin and Haskins, they they really trying to still work on there. Uh, Shark and Minshew have a report, especially on the long ball. So with that said, I feel like DJ Shark can probably end, if healthy all year, he could probably end up higher than that because they're not going to be playing good defense. And they really trying to see where they got a miss you, so they're gonna let miss you toss that pill around. And we don't know what's going on with the Fournette issue. They kind of cast him aside, so they're gonna just use Fournette however they want. So I feel like it's uh everything is leading up for DJ Sharp to have a, have a hell of a year. And if we remember, um, OBJ top years was on horrible teams. So when the offensive great players on a horrible team, they seem to cast out and have some good years. I think uh, I think we saw the floor of DJ Shark last year. Actually, he had 118 targets, and I think that was in a year where Garner Minshew was like on and off toward the end of the year. They didn't know what they were going to do with him, so they were uh, trying to see if Nick Foles was it, and so forth and so forth. So I feel like, like, and I feel like it all goes back to this 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 COVID thing we got going on. You know, bro. I feel like they already have the report, and I feel like wide receivers coming in with the report with their quarterbacks already are going to have the better years this year. I feel like it's gonna show, and I feel like it's gonna it's gonna show. I said that too twice, but y'all know what I mean. 
How you feel about him? How you feel about him? Like, mean, it's gonna show. For sure. Show me I what think it's gonna show. I think it's definitely gonna show. What you think, Laquan? Is it gonna show? He gonna show. It's a full second <laughs> try. <laughs> Oh, Gabe, you're stupid, man. Gotta love it. <laughs> hey, um, so anybody else got anything about DJ Sharp? No, sir. So uh uh I'll let Laquan talk about him because it's his boy. So I'm pretty sure we probably lowered to him. I mean lowered to him on him. <laughs> what is that? He is um, you're all over the place. The lost and exactly where you need him. What'd you say? I said whoever got him at 13, that's exactly where you better have him. You talking about Robert Woods? Robert yeah, Wood, the Los Angeles is has him at thirteen. I, me and Jabbar both have him at nineteen. How you feel about him, uh, like Juan? He is one of your uh, homies. Oh, he is the most underrated producer's consistency. That's a, like consistency is all you need in a flex wide receiver three, wide receiver two. You know, especially in a high power offense. Yes, I said high power. We're coming back this year, baby. But anyway, <laughs> <laughs> Robert Woods is like he's another guy that you can be safe and secure with. We to week he's a star and forget like there's nothing really you need to really think about you know what i mean and then golf coming back you know he's, he's gonna have a little bounce back here being that the running game should be better it's not gonna be top notch like how you know 2017 Gurley or whatever the case may be but he's getting some more weapons some more protection and robert woods is not affected by you know them drafting ben jefferson or trying to get josh reynolds and brandon cooks is going to houston I think he just stays on his path and he shows up and show out and do his job. I completely agree, man. Completely agree. And they also rounds were third in pass attempts per game last year. So you know they're gonna air it out. I don't they, they really didn't make no adjustments to the offensive line, I don't believe. So I still think they're gonna pass a lot. Um and even with him, I think the the why people are so sour on him this year is because of his touchdowns. Like he only scored two touchdowns the whole year. And we yeah. all know that's a that's a you know a fluky stat. Like he can score two last year, he might score like eight this year, and it'll be we'll, we'll be talking about a whole different you know situation. So, so um, I definitely think he's going to have some positive regression in the touchdown department. He had twenty three point four percent target share last year, um, and then he also I believe benefits from when they did switch over to that twelve personnel at the end of the year. Like everybody talks about Higby benefiting, but Robert Woods also mm-hmm. benefited too. Because weeks one through twelve, he averaged six, seven point six targets, ten point, ten and a half points per game. Weeks thirteen to seventeen, when they switched over, he had ten point six targets a game, and he averaged sixteen point six points per game. So, mm-hmm. if they continue down there, man, he is people drafting Cup before him are going to be really disappointed. I think. I'm here to tell you right now. We don't care. <laughs> you better care. You better care. Hey, listen, listen. We still like Cooper Cup because we all know who is Cooper Cup is Jared Goff's Thunder Buddy. We established in the, that on in the end zone. In the in the red zone, yes, I agree. But you just so if you're saying that Robert Woods, unless this offense is about to be very, very explosive, you're saying that Robert Woods is gonna get how many touchdowns this year? And I don't that know means, what I have that, him down like as, but I would say over two. I feel like that's going to get – so how many touchdowns do you think – Laquan said six for the people that can't see um, that's not on YouTube right now. How do you feel about uh, Cooper Cup? How many touchdowns do you think he's going to get? I know we're going to get to him a little bit. You know, he's in this episode. So I, I, don't, I don't know. It's hard to predict touchdowns, bro. I think Cooper Cup is not going to get as many touchdowns as you think. I think Higby is going to steal some of those. 
So that's why I have Cup drop down a bit of my rankings because he has to get all these. Right, we'll get the cup. We'll get the cup. We'll get the cup. So, oh no, he's next. He's next. We can just talk about them both together. He's next. I'm, I'm pretty. I don't have Cooper Cup at Cooper Cup is our consistent fourteen. Uh, Lowe's has him at twenty four. Javar at fifteen. He at eight. <laughs> I think he's going to be a wide receiver one, and that will be a uh, that will be one that you can look up next week that won't change. I can take that. I put it like this, Gabe. I'd rather take my chances and let somebody take Cup in that higher pick, and I'll wait later on and grab rather Robert Woods because I not know saying, Robert we're not saying where you're gonna draft them at. We're saying okay. where you're gonna pick. We're I not think saying Robert Woods is more safe of a pick than Cup. You yeah. going to yeah. Cup for these touchdowns, but Robert Woods is gonna it's get not really for the touchdowns. It's it's the Thunder. What else is it for then? The Thunder that's what, that's what saved him down the stretch last year, bro. The Thunder, but the Thunder Buddy connection, bro. Yeah, the Thunder Buddy connection ain't gonna win you no championships, though, bro. Like this right. dude, last year, if you're, if you're banking, if you're bank, no, you didn't, you didn't play him. You sat him, remember? But he was no, on my you team. Sat him, you sat him. You were talking shit. You were talking shit. I replied to his tweet. I said, bro, you just jinxed yourself. Cooper Cup is about to score a touchdown, and he did. So whatever. He scored mind. those last five weeks. You shouldn't have. He did. That, he bro. scored every single week, bro. And that's what saved him from falling yeah, completely off a cliff last year, bro. Because if they if they're running more twelve personnel this year, bro, he's going to struggle, bro. He has a twelve percent success rate against men in his entire career, bro. Let me let me tell you. That. That's right. why. That's exactly why I try to preach that they're not going to keep doing this twelve personnel. McVay yeah. loves his goddamn wide receivers. He's not going to talk about it. Talk that talk. Focus on Higby. That makes no sense. You know but I mean? it wasn't I mean, working when they were. In, oh, go ahead, my fault. That's fine. That's, that's what fine. you want. That's what. That's what. Higby. That's what fantasy owners want to happen. We want it to happen. Yeah, but like you just that, said, man. exactly. Not Cooper Cup owners. I mean, win, not fantasy bro. owners, but like you know what I mean. Like the thing is, Brad, target their wide receivers sixty-four percent of the time. Sixty-four percent. That's high as hell. We're not that's in the tight end front of offense. That's super high, bro. But my and thing is, bro, that job. relevant. Go ahead. Yeah, it just seemed like the first, before y'all moved to that personnel, y'all were struggling mightily. And when y'all moved to that personnel, bro, like y'all were a completely different team, bro. Like y'all were putting up points, competing with San Francisco and shit, bro. Like y'all were playing y'all best football when y'all, you know, went to that 12 personnel. So I don't see why they wouldn't want to, you know, stay in that personnel. No, we we lost two games in that stretch. You know what I mean? McVay might, you know, feel different about it. He might we should have won all five, but lost two out of the, you know, out of the yeah. five. So three wins, it's kinda like do we I went to the Super Bowl with we went to the Super Bowl with the three wide receiver personnel. Exactly. And now he's this is another thing people are missing. It's going under the radar. He's in love with Van Jefferson. You know that, right? Like he is For like For sure. I got my Chris route runner, big body, very physical, off the line, after the catch, before the catch, I'm about to go off with this 11 personnel. It, it, it's going to be, you know, plug and play with Van Jefferson. It's going to be, you know, upsetting to see Josh Reynolds get put to the back burner, but it is what it is. So I, don't, yeah. I, I can't see them moving forward just for Higby to be relevant. And Higby's a blocker. He's a fucking blocker. Ever he ain't just a blocker, though, bro. That dude was putting up no, numbers, he's man. He's relevant in the red zone. He's relevant in the red zone. Bro, he was relevant all over the – bro, he was getting almost 11 targets per game down the stretch last year, bro. Like, that is crazy. 20-plus points five weeks in a row. i seen it. Felt it. The first – wasn't he the first tight end in Rams history to put over um, two stretches – uh, two games of 100 yards? And he did it five, yeah. four games in a row? Like, yeah. I don't know, man. You just can't – you can't – you can't put him back on the back burner after that. Nah, you, but you, you can't trust 
today. That's that's my problem. That same yeah. thing with Cup. He's not gonna. He's not gonna. You really think honestly? He he's in love with Cup. Also, you really think he's gonna let Cup struggle when Cup is trying to get paid right now? Come on, yeah, man. I mean, makes sense. If he, if it if it comes in with the the team doing better, then I mean he might have to do that. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like we we lost, we lost two games. We didn't. Yeah, but y'all were competing like a motherfucker in them games, bro. Competing we went yeah. to the Super Bowl. <laughs> yeah, that was two years ago, though, bro. That was when Gurley wasn't hurt. Oh, well, he was hurt that year, but the was hurt that majority time. of the they year. Got Cam the majority Akers of the year. We got Cam Akers. Speaking of Cam Akers, how do you feel about him since we got you on right quick? I feel like. He if this whole COVID shit fucks everything up though definitely, but dude is a beast. He had the worst O line in college and still managed to have like over two thousand yards after contact. You know what I mean? So it's like I, I feel like our O line ain't the best, but he can make something of it. But college speed and NFL speed is different, so they're gonna have to be a medium to where you know he's still able to make plays. For sure. Uh, so do you I see it? Do you see it, them as a? Just one more question. You see them being a committee this year? Oh, hell yeah. They don't know yeah. what to do. I'm kind of like they like to get Henderson. They, they paid Malcolm Brown. The, the Lions wanted Malcolm Brown. The Saints wanted Malcolm Brown. You know, they matched the tender. They brought him back two years. So it's like they don't know what to do right now. And they both, you know, invested pretty high on running backs back-to-back years with Henderson. And then their first pick was Cam Akers. So that was a huge statement. So yeah. running back committee was like, in the back of my mind, but I just was wishing that they wouldn't have done that. But that's probably what's going to happen. So it's going to be a nightmare, you know, if you're drafting the right down there. Before you move on, uh, Gabe, uh, let's give the people the countdown. So far, we had Keenan Allen at 20, Stefan Diggs at 19, Calvin Ridley at 18, Tarek McLaurin at 17, DJ Shark at 16, Robert Woods at 15, and before we got on the whole tobacco about the whole Rams football organization. I think the most Sorry. disrespected wide receiver on our board right now. Before, go ahead. You can introduce him. I just wanted to say that. Yeah, we'll start. And now we're talking about Cooper Cup at number 14. Oh, no, no, not that one. I meant the next one, the number 13 wide Ooh. receiver. Odell Beckham Jr. Uh, oh, disrespectful. He's being very disrespected. Uh, Jav- Los has him at uh, number ten. Javar twenty one, and me at thirteen. Where you got? Where you got him at, uh, Laquan? Outside of twenty, I'm putting Jarvis. Oh, right oh, oh my God, that boy hates Odell Beckham. Get that boy out of here. I think it's just the wrong answer, bro. I'm certainty right now. <laughs> that was horrible. That word certainty. A lot of uncertainty. I, don't, I mean, I was, I was, well, yeah, if, if Baker still is a bum next year, then, and they still can't get on the same page. Yeah, yeah I can see that. I can see that happening. I but. think we chalking it up to Baker Mayfield. I think we chalking it up to Freddie oh, Kitchen's reform, right? Exactly. Freddie, Freddie yeah. Kitchen just was in over his head last year. He didn't know he what he was doing do. out there. But with all that he being said, said, he was he still trying to. ball to OBJ in the end zone. Yeah, he's. Well, he had, well, he did. He just he didn't convert them. That's what I said. They weren't on the same page because he had 13 end zone targets last year, which was fourth in the league last year. But he, he only had like one or two touchdowns, which was extremely low. So and then he also um, had um, what was his deep targets? He was like number two in deep targets with 33, and he only had two touchdowns. So if that volume continues, 
I think Odell Beckham is going to go right back to where he was doing his entire career before last year, which was 18.1, 15.4, 16 points per game. Like, dude was averaging over 15 points per game his entire career until last year, bro. Who was his wide receiver, too? And you got to mention the most important thing. Yeah. Over 10 touchdowns per year. So you think Odell is going to get over 10 touchdowns in Cleveland. That is why his numbers were so high. When he was in New York, he was getting a lot of touchdowns. And yeah. I don't see him getting over 10 touchdowns. That's why I can't Listen, really. Who was his wide receiver, too? Who was his wide receiver, too, in New York? Sterling Shepard. What, what are you saying? 15,000? But he still was getting fed, though. He had a 26% target share last year. But do you think? Do you think his target share is going to go down? I think the, 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 the – It is about the target. That's what you said. It's not about the target share. The problem was – he had a hundred convert. He's got the regression. The, the regression is going to come to the mean, bro. It has to happen. You can't, you know what I'm saying? How, how, how can you get worse? We just seen the worst year and he still had over a hundred targets. Bro. Like, what are you saying? He had 124 targets in 2018 and he had 133. Targets last year. I'm talking about last year. He had the worst year of his life and he had 113 targets. That's what you just said, right? And 30 targets. And 30 targets, right? So the volume was there. The, the, volume the was there. red zone usage was there. Why are you going the to get deep targets was there? It's just they wasn't on the same page. And hey, what's the formula in fantasy, bro? Follow the volume, right? Exactly. So why are you going to why are you going away from the volume? That makes absolutely no sense. We said Freddie Kitchens was horrible. He had a horrible coach and he still had 130 targets. Listen, the volume is not the problem here. He's getting the same volume each year. He's not catching all the balls. He's only catching 70 of them, and he's not scoring like he was his top year. He was no, hurt. You're not, are, you in, are you including I'm saying, hurt? but what I'm saying is they just weren't on the same page because he was fourth in the league in end zone targets. So he was still being targeted in the end zone. And, he, and you think that's going to keep up when now they got a tight end that just paid this money and they're still gotten the job? I do. I do because Odell Beckham is a talent that commands volume, bro. Like that's what I believe. I mean, just do average. Like I say, he averaged over fifteen every single every year of his career. I'm saying value uh, volume, but he's getting the same volume and putting up similar. You know. But, so what was that? What was the only thing that was different? He didn't have that chemistry with his quarterback. That was the only thing that was different last year. The volume was the same. Everything else was the same except his quarterback, bro. Like I said, he's missing those touchdowns. His first year in 2014, he had 12. The year after that, 13. And then following the year after that is 10. Ever since then, he's only been able to get six, which was in 2008. So it's questionable, bro. If he's not going to get in the pay dirt and do a little dance, his fantasy numbers are going to hurt. And he's you, mean a year, you mean a year when he played four games and a year when he played 12 games? You count those years for his lack of touchdowns? Well, shit, he played 16 last year. That, 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 I saying last year was the only difference in the, in the years, bro. Like, he didn't have that chemistry with his quarterback last year. Now, the only thing I would say about Odom Beckham is his injury concerns because he did play all 16 last year, but, you know, the report came out that he was playing with that injury last year. So that – that now, that I can get behind if anybody says that's why they don't want to take him that high is the injury concern. But when he's on the field, that dude produces, bro. More like I said him. like I said earlier, bro, fantasy does not have to be that hard. You know what I'm saying? It doesn't have to be. One plus one is always going to equal two. Odell Beckham is a, a, a game-changing player. A game-changing player is always going to be a game-changing player, bro. It's only a matter of time, bro. That's, that's, that's the same reason why I feel DeAndre Hopkins can leave Houston and go anywhere like Arizona and still command the volume like we've been mentioning He's going from Houston to getting all the targets to Arizona in the past heavy offense 
we're talking about Odell Beckham just going from New York, where he was getting a lot of targets and touchdowns, and it was a horrible defensive team playing from behind a lot, not doing that in, in Cleveland. Like, it's so much uncertainty there. They want to run the ball with Chubb, and then they want to also get all these pass catchers. They got Jarvis Landry. They got Njoku. They got uh, the former all Falcons. these people were there last year, bro. And nobody knew. I'm just saying. You, you coming in with a better offense. A better offense is coming in. Right, we're spending too much time on OBJ. On OBJ. Yeah, we'll, we'll see. We'll see, man. That's all, all right, I'm going to do. Let's we get into the number 12. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. We got a guess, bro. This is this is this this is what happened <laughs> in the text messages right here. This is text messages out loud. That's good, bro. I was just gonna chime in and make it more toxic. And uh, go ahead. Oh, go ahead. Go for ahead. It. I don't even think we let you get your toxic toxicity out, my brother. Go ahead. Is that a word? Toxicity. I'm gonna just keep saying. There is now. You saying follow the volume? That boy haven't had a le- less than hundred targets his entire career. Exactly. That's no cap. He's There's about no way in hell. There's no way in hell. I'm just gonna forget that he's not there. He's mm-hmm. going to get those catches. And that's who I would rather have sitting right there at 13. Do you think that's he's going to take two years? you think he's going to spend two years being sorry? He, he heard what people said about it. Baker Mayfield will not be the quarterback before OBJ spends two years sorry. Facts. And, and, and I will agree. Jarvis, Jarvis Landry does get volume also. He is a great receiver. But his, his uh, targets are less valuable than OBJ, in my opinion. Because his ADOT's lower, so he's being targeted closer to the line of scrimmage, and he's not yeah. taking deep shots at, at Jarvis Landry. And he's also not a red zone threat, an uh, end zone threat. He's not going to get as many targets as OBJ in the end zone. So and OBJ caught one of those touchdowns, not in the end zone. I just, but I, just I, I know who's going to help me in the playoffs, though. Be yeah, and like I said, I can't even argue with you. That, like, he, that is a problem with him. He has to stay on the field and be healthy, not come out at the end of the year saying he was playing with some – Sports tourney or some shit. Speaking yeah, of some other bum that didn't life. finish the year, <laughs> um, Amari Cooper is our consistent number 12. Uh, Javar has him at, I mean, not Javar. Yeah. No, Lowe's has him at 19. Javar at nine. You got him on one of your teams? <laughs> not at all. I think I do, though. You do have I think you got him. You got him in, um, do you have him? No, that's not in Sundays. You do have him in some league, though. I got him somewhere. Yeah. I got him at number 14. So, um, Javar looks at his team before he uh, submits his rankings. <laughs> wait, 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 wait. Hey, he said that. He said, oh, I got to adjust something. He said, oh, I got Amari Cooper on my team. He got to go top 10. <laughs> How do you feel about Amari Cooper this year, uh, Laquan? What did you say? How do you feel about Amari Cooper this year? 19. I'm sitting right there with it. 19. 19? I feel like yeah. there's too much going on. You got Zeke, C.D. Lamb. Gallup showing up, showing out. And then you got Blake Jarwin, who's supposedly getting, you know, a target increase. And it's like, I can't see Cooper being as dominant as a D-hop, as, you know, Julio Jones. Somebody is a wide receiver one. That's a clear wide receiver one. He's just going to be spread thin. You know what I mean? So I don't think he's the guy that had the best attitude to be the wide receiver one, I should say. Because we see him not interested when he ain't getting the ball. Yeah, I can I can see what you mean there. Um, uh, do you th- so how do you feel about CD Lamb? Do you think CD Lamb eats into Amari Cooper's targets? I mean, he, he has that. And he is. He, he 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 already has been. Randall Cobb is gone. He is. So last year the the splits with them. Um, Cooper averaged seven point six targets a game, five receptions, 
74 yards, and almost 13 points a game. Gallup averaged eight targets a game, five receptions, 79 yards, and 12.8 points a game. I said C.D. Lamb, C.D. Lamb. Oh, you did? Oh, my fault, my fault. But, yeah, yeah, that's a good stat that you said about Michael Gallup. I feel I feel like yeah. Michael Gallup is going to be a great wide receiver this year. Yeah, because, that you know, the, the drafting of C.D. Lamb pushes Gallup down. Everybody wants yeah. the, the fl- hot rookie, hot flashing rookie or whatever. Yeah. But Gallup yeah, produced last year. Gallup produced. He definitely did. I'm completely – I just feel like all their uh, all their playmakers on their team are to be had. This, this is not – this is a new offense. This is a McCarthy offense. If we remember a McCarthy offense, it carried top three wide receivers, Jordy Nelson, Devontae Adams, and Randall Cobb. So all this shine away, oh, they're dropping. I feel like this is going to be a top – and he never had a running back, a caliber – of Ezekiel Elliott. So with that in perspective, this top is going to be a top flying offense. So I might have Amari Cooper too high, but I feel like he's not going to fall to 19. Maybe maybe 14 in this offense because McCarthy knows how to put flying offense. So I'm not shying away. I'm I'm looking for Gallup late. I'm looking for CeeDee Lamb because I feel like they're going to outplay their ADP. Everybody but Amari Cooper might play at his ADP a little higher, but I feel like the other two receivers going to outplay the ADP for sure. I think we can say a lot of things about Amari Cooper, but one thing we can't ever take away from Amari Cooper, he's one of the best route runners in the league, and I feel like that's just going to take him far. That'll always keep him in that top 15 um, mentioning for me. And I, I just also, think, and also not to mention he plays with a quarterback who makes plays – after the pocket breaks down and once and that's that's a real big factor that goes yeah. in the wide receiver numbers and help when the quarterback can make a play after the pocket breaks down. So yeah man, I, I just these guys would be had on the Cowboys offense. Oh yeah. For sure. So the last one, number eleven, our last uh wide receiver of the episode, right? That's what we said? Yep. That's what we said. That was the wrong one. Um, <laughs> DJ Moore <clears throat> from the Carolina Panthers. Lowe's has a – we all have him ranked at the same spot. That's crazy. That's the first time our episode. We all have him ranked at 12, but somehow he came out since it's 11. <laughs> um, how do you feel hey, about that, Laquan? That's how averages work. That is. Uh, I, I hate going against my guys. I really do. But I, I, I love DJ Moore, but 12 is a little too high for me. Oh, why do you and feel so? Why do you feel that way? I feel like there's question marks around Teddy going into Carolina without Ron Rivera, and I know we're all happy-go-lucky that you know he's back, he's playing football, he's a starter, and he went five and zero with the Saints. But Sean Payton is a hell of a coach. We really see a lot of question marks over there in Carolina right now. For me to be taking him over a Cooper Cup, over a DJ Chark, Amari Cooper, etc., it's like. I don't know yet. He, he's going to be the target hog, but I don't know if they're going to be able to move that offense, you know, as much as a uh, Ron Rivera's offense or Cam Newton behind that, or even Kyle Allen, that dude, whoever was there, or whatever. But yeah. at the end of the day, it was a Ron Rivera's team. Hey, I feel, and another mentioning why I feel like Terry McLaurin is going to have a good year, but I feel mm-hmm. like you also mentioned one of my other points that I wanted to make about uh, DJ DJ Moore. I feel like DJ Moore is going to be consistent. He's going to have the volume. And like you said, you mentioned Cal, whatever his name is. Yeah. I feel like if he can do what he did last year with the, with 
like Cal, whatever his name is. Mm-hmm. I do think Teddy Bridgewater is a step up. I think we all last year when we seen Teddy Bridgewater, I mean, Drew Brees, I don't like to say his name on this podcast. So I said yeah. it just because you're the guest. But um, fuck you, Drew Brees. Thank you. I was waiting for my boy to come in in the clutch. Rise up, motherfucker. <laughs> but, but I, um, he would sound like Samuel Jackson when he did it, too. <laughs> but, I think, but I think, uh, Drew Brees, not Drew Brees, but I think, um, we all thought that Michael Thomas was going to have now. Michael Thomas is, I'm not saying DJ Moore is Michael Thomas, but I'm saying we thought it was going to be a, we thought it was going to be a step back when Teddy Bridgewater came in, but he came in and he looked competent still. And we've seen him run the offense before. It's not his first time running the offense. Mm-hmm. That's, uh, and, and we've seen it recently. And I feel like Teddy Bridgewater is going to make DJ Moore uh, his Michael Thomas. He's going to pepper him. He probably get up to 150 targets. I think I got him projected somewhere around there. Um, and I feel like, like I said before, you got to follow follow the volume. And I feel like he'll be a, a top. I feel like I might got him ranked at his floor. I feel like he might finish like top ten. I can see him as a wide receiver ten. Yeah, he's going as a 17th receiver off the board right now in drafts. So we're a little higher than ADP. Yeah. But I, yeah, I think he's gonna take that that classic third year leap, man. That a lot of receivers do, man. Um, you know, last year he struggled in the touchdown department, and he still produced for fantasy. Uh, what did he finish as uh, wide receiver nineteen, and that's only on four touchdowns. But you know, he had a twenty five percent target share, so he is gonna be targeted. Um, he would had twenty one deep targets, so he is targeted down the field. But he also could be used in the intermediate routes too. Like, so if, if Teddy don't want to go, yeah, yeah. If Teddy don't want to go downfield, then he could also be used on, Which I don't you know, think across the middle and I'm sure intermediate routes. So I think yeah. he's just an all around receiver and, you know, it's, it's, we really I don't have anything to go off of that say he's going to break out this year, I feel like. But I mean. But there is question marks though, right? Yeah, it is question marks. Definitely. This is more like a predictory ranking for me. Yeah. But I, my, I feel like the Panthers with the new head coach, he coming in with that, you know, Pass heavy type offense like a power college offense. Very, very. So I feel like these guys are going to be tossing that pick skin around a, a little bit more. Even if it's not going past ten yards, they're going to throw a lot more. They got CMC back there in the backfield, who is a versatile running back. So I feel like they're going to be in shotgun a lot. It's going to be a lot of little quick passes, little screens to get Teddy going. And uh, this is only going to be helpful for the receivers. So. These besides, I'm really DJ Moore is the guy I get on this team, but uh, just I'm just thinking this offense gonna be passing a lot, so you got to look out for Robbie Anderson and uh, Samuels a little later in drafts. But and another thing that you don't like that you like to mention a lot that defense is going to be absolutely ass- trash. They literally are rebuilding their whole defense right now through the draft. They went all defense in the draft. So it's going to be all rookies who haven't had a real training camp. And like you say, they're going to get baptized in that fire. And I think um, Teddy Bridgewater is going to be on the field a lot. And I feel like he's not – Teddy Bridgewater has never been a down-the-field thrower. And I feel like he's going to – where DJ Moore is going to eat at is an intermediate route. That's where, that's, where he, that's where he ate at last year. You know what I'm saying? And I feel like – I mean, look, that's what, and look, I feel like Teddy Bridgewater is Cam Newton, what is going to be Cam Newton this year in New England. He's not going to run around. He's going to stand around and throw the ball to DJ Moore. That's what I think. Or so Where Where's that mean? Don't nobody care what you think. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. Exactly. <laughs> we don't care. <laughs> I'm here to tell you right now. We don't care. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, That's a funny ass drop. 
I think that's what that's the end. Is that the yes, end? Sir, that's the end of part one. Yes, yeah, that's the end of part one. Uh big uh what's that? 20 through 11. So let's go through them one more time. Keenan Allen, number 20, 19, Stefan Diggs, 18, Calvin Ridley, 17, Terry McLaurin, 16, DJ Shark, Robert Woods at 15, Cooper Cup at 14, 13, OBJ, 12, Amari Cooper, DJ Moore at 11. Hey, I want to say something. Like, if I was just to look at these rankings, you know what I'm saying? Like, the consensus, not like our personal. I kind of like the consensus. I don't feel like we're too far off as, as a consensus. You know what I mean? Like and, I, and I think it might be off, but I feel like as a consensus, yeah, I think we're gonna be pretty spot on. And, and remind the people where they can go view our rankings at Gabe. Please oh, for sure. Me. Go uh, review our rankings at FN, FFN session. That's I N session.com. Uh you can check all the rankings, get you go get you a cool rank, uh cool merch too that my boy uh makes. Go get you a cool fantasy and session shirt. Uh but real deal, Laquan, tell them uh where they can find you at. Tell them a little bit about yourself, tell the people. Well, you can find me at realdealfantasyhq.com where the blogs and rankings and YouTube videos that I'll be posting weekly. Find me on Twitter, same thing. You can find me on Instagram, Facebook. I'm in tons of Facebook fantasy groups out there, so you probably will run into me or see me flooding the gates of just content all over Facebook. So, uh, yeah. Bad us, bro. Thanks. And one more thing. We usually ask the guests their sleeper for the year or, or, or just mention a sleeper for the people on the show. So just mention like one of your sleeper guys and a little facts about why he's your sleeper. Uh, I've been, I've been promoting Johnny Smith lately mm-hmm. for the past couple of weeks. And I feel like the dude is just an athlete. He's a freak athlete. You know what I mean? There's no way you can't use him. You know what I mean? He, he's going to build that relationship. You know, with Tannehill, and hopefully they can utilize him correctly. But he, he's a guy that's going pretty late that I can take a shot at as a tight end, too. I like it. I like it. Um, And a, a new segment on the show, we're going to have our producer come in, and he's going to give us the trivia of the day. Hey, what's going on, fellas? How y'all doing? What it is. Oh, Hey, hey, I would like to say before Gabe presses another sound bite, bro, uh, somebody needs to take that away from him like, <laughs> right now. <laughs> like, oop, wrong drop. <laughs> yeah, but he ain't let none slide, man. <laughs> F-F-I-N <laughs> session. <laughs> but I'm going to away from next Friday, bro. But uh, I'm going to go ahead and give y'all the uh, fantasy trivia of today. Um, I think I got a good one for y'all. Uh, let me see what Laquan got. Uh, what's the only NFL team to have two different first overall fantasy picks since 2000? First overall, so just fantasy picks? I'm going to read it again. Pittsburgh. 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 Yeah. Who are the players? Le'Veon Bell, Antonio Brown. What years? Man, come on, bro. You ain't that one part <laughs> oh, of the yeah. question. One of y'all Googled that shit. <laughs> no, I didn't, bro. I don't know the years. I don't know the years. <laughs> the years is uh, 2015. Oh, that's the year. I was trying to say 14. Uh, Antonio Brown was 2016. So, like, back-to-back, bro. Back-to-back years, bro. They, you know, that's they, when they were in they like, golden age and fantasy scoring anyway. Bro. Right, I was like the Killer Bees, right? Big Ben, yep. Le'Veon Bell, Antonio Brown, Martavius Brown, I believe. Yeah. Yep, they screwed it all up. Thank you, Antonio Brown and Le'Veon. Oh, how the mighty have fallen. 
Hey, did we? Hey, a name that we didn't mention on this episode that I'm just not realizing that we didn't mention Juju Smith Schuster was not. We ain't got to him yet. We ain't got to him yet. Is he in our? Yes. Next Where? time, fantasy interest. <laughs> we'll talk about it next time, guys. <laughs> no way, he's in the top ten. He's not should be. Top 10. No, he's not. Oh wow, then that's y'all. Then that's y'all fault. That's y'all fault. Yeah, I got him at thirty-one. Oh my goodness, bro. Okay, you know what? Let's. I'm going. <laughs> oh, you bugging? Hey man, I, I'm probably bugging on that one. <laughs> but Jabari don't you know, got him. Jabari got him at twenty-four. That's probably a brown where I should have him at. 24. Bro, look at the rank: 11, 24, 31. Like y'all tripping? Bro. Y'all are way off. <laughs> Jesus, it should be. I should be around twenty-four. Twenty-four is about right. I think Carlos is off. Actually, good lord, have mercy. Anyway, um, I think. Um, Oh, I, I want to mention one more thing before we get out of here. Laquan, you got anything for the people? No, nah, we good. You want to pop it? You know what I'm saying? Oh, thanks to everybody for the tournament. <laughs> and I also want to say, um, Brianna Taylor's murderers are still not in jail right now. Free. Walking They're free. Around. I saw them on the beach in a picture the other day. So um, I just want to say we should arrest those murderers because that's what they are. I don't want to call them anything Facts. but murderers. And um, yeah, man, I think that without further ado, uh, anybody else got anything? I think this was a great episode. No, sir. It was great talking to you guys. Can't wait for the next one, man. Yeah, man. Peace. Peace.